For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yeah, I, I I find that very very disturbing that that players can fire coaches and hire the new ones. It's the TD Fantasy, the TD Fantasy Podcast, TD Fantasy Podcast with your host Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome to the TD Fantasy Podcast, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, Jake Arians. And we have a Thursday night football game to preview. Before we get into that, I want to talk about some injuries, and I want to talk about Mike McCarthy getting fired. Because I haven't been able to talk to Coach's son, Jake, because Jake is able to have a bunch of different hats when he's talking. But one of my favorite hats that he put on is when he's coming from, I'm a family member of a coach who had to deal with these situations. Because I think sometimes we're able to separate, like, this is a human being who had a job, who got fired. And yes, while I understand that you're excited that you might get a new coach, sometimes I think we forget these people are human beings who have families and this is a tough situation to go through. So I think the biggest part of this that I want you to discuss first is this is a guy who nine of 12 seasons he was coaching went to the playoffs. This is a guy who his winning record was like 135 and 75. It was ridiculous. Uh, Won a Super Bowl and is from all accounts, one of the most well-respected guys in the NFL by people in the NFL, by coaches. Sean Payton was upset. You heard other co- coaches have similar comments. So Mike Zimmer in his own division. Yes. At a press conference. Yes. I think they made a mistake in quotes. So like, I, I just, and apparently an all-around really good dude. Yes. So, I, th- I think that – so I just want you to talk about that first. Were you surprised because we talked about this that we thought he would lose his job at the end of the season? But you lose to the Cardinals at home, and then that day gets fired. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, 13 years or almost 13 years is a hell of a run. Yes. I think it's time, but I'm shocked the Packers did it during the season, regardless. I mean, I know they wanted to get a jump on it, but it's not like if there's six or seven jobs open in the NFL, four of them are going to be replaced by retreads. Yeah. Ron Rivera gets fired, he's getting a job. Harbaugh gets fired, he's getting a job. A bunch of these guys are going to get jobs, and McCarthy's going to get a job. It's um, so getting a jump on it shocked me for a classy organization. Mike McCarthy did a hell of a lot with a really bad roster for yep. a long time that he was not in charge of. So yeah, he's a human being. This hurts. Miss a lot, big part of his life. Me saw Joe Philbin's face in the press conference, kind of shaking up, saying, "Look, I want to go in and do what it takes to help the team." But my best friend just got fired. Who's given me a chance that made me a head coach by being here and brought me back afterwards. And he knows how it feels. Yeah. Nobody knows how it feels exactly, to be in that spot. Exactly. And I don't care if it's two years or 13 years. Man, it sucks for your family and everything else. I mean, I'm sure he's looking for a fresh start. He'd kind of run its course. 13 years is a long time. Three or four. They say that the reason that coaches only stay three or four years is because you lose your voice eventually. Yeah. In that locker room. It's really hard to keep replacing that. And apparently the tension with Aaron Rodgers was growing and some of that stuff. But I, I personally think he'll end up being the Browns head coach. I think Black Monday will be the day he's announced. I think they'll have that deal done fast. I mean, the entire 
uh, Brown's front offices, all Green Bay guys. Yeah. Uh, Dorsey, Elliot Wolf, all, all the way across the board. I just, I don't think it matches very well with Baker. I don't think it was the best hire for the Browns, but I think that's what's going to happen. Um, the coaching pool is very small. Yeah. For new guys. And everybody wants the next McVeigh. Yes. And to me, Shanahan damn sure needs to be thrown in that with McVeigh. He's just dealing with a bunch of injuries. For sure. But Kyle Shanahan's done a hell of a job offensively. There's not a lot of those guys out there. Those dudes don't grow on trees. By the way, Mike Shanahan's Kyle's dad. McVeigh grew up in the league with yeah. executive father. Yeah. Like those dudes don't just exist. No. Dave Filippo is not Shanahan. Or McVay. Please, Packers, please go hire DeFilippo thinking that he's Sean McVay. That would that would make me so happy because it's going to be a huge bust. Go. I mean, is DeFilippo running a high-flying offense that's unique like Andy Reid and Nagy and McVay? No, he's running a traditional offense with really good freaking players. Yeah. And he's throwing it more than anybody in the league. Yep. I just, you know, and they're talking about the offensive coordinator that's under Frank Reich and in Indy who was like an offensive assistant and the only guy he could get out of Philly and maybe he's going to be good one day, but a head coach? It's just going back to McCarthy. I'm still shocked that the Packers did it during the season. Yeah. Well, here's a question for you. Everybody's okay. pissed off because you lost to the Cardinals at home and hadn't happened since 1949. Who has a better roster minus Aaron Rodgers? The Cardinals have done less with their roster than anybody in the league. They should not be where they are. They have a but better roster. Their roster is better than the Packers. That, that roster sucks. Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers, a couple guys on defense, a couple of good young corners, but like they have holes everywhere. They are far, far the least best roster in the in the NFC North. Yeah. Mike McCarthy's done a damn good job. I said it's time to go. I'm just shocked that it happened during the season and I hate it for uh, for him, but he's he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, then those are basically my thoughts as well. Of it was time. I was surprised that it happened during the season. I don't like Jake said. I don't know how much of a jump you get. You're not like you can't interview any of the coaches that are still being coaches right now, like Harbaugh or Rivera. You can't interview any of the hot young coordinators because you're not going to be able to interview them until late January or February, depending. You know, we see they they, they changed the rule on that so you can do it during the bye week if you have one. But But, I mean, it's so late now. There's not very few teams are on bye week still. It's still going to be a January 5th to the Super Bowl, Senior Bowl kind of thing. The Monday after Week 17, you still would have had that opportunity, right? You could do all your due diligence and your background and stuff beforehand. I mean, it just it is what it is. But it is time. I do think that he's going to go to the Browns. Uh, just there's all, all the dots connect there. For me, just like the Packers, this Packers roster has gotten significantly worse each and every year. It reminds me a little bit about the Colts roster as Peyton Manning's career in Indianapolis was winding down, yeah. where all of the mistakes that you were able to mask at some point with Aaron Rodgers start to come to fruition. And then Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Then Peyton Manning got hurt. And then you start to see, oh wow! What you you had the greatest, like? you had the greatest line ever, and I go back to it all the time when you're talking about Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. Yeah. You have a 12 win quarterback on a two win team. Indy's roster probably proved to be like a six win team. Yeah, I mean they got they did really good in the draft, but the Packers are far like they're way under where the Colts are roster wise. I mean, they have a 16 win quarterback on a three win roster. Yeah. So, so here's my question though, because you bring this up a lot, Jake, when we when we talk about when you pay your quarterback. Because now Aaron Rodgers is in the back end of his career. He's 35 years old, okay, and he's had two major injuries. That's the difference. I saw somebody compare. I think it was Peter Bukowski who uh, covers the Packers. He was comparing uh, Aaron Rodgers' situation with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. The difference is Drew Brees hasn't had two major injuries. And never gets hit. And doesn't get hit. And Sean Payton's still there. 
That's, that's, that's the major difference. But I think this is where you're going, okay, roster construction. How much roster construction are you going to be able to do? Because Aaron Rodgers is the highest paid player in the NFL, and he isn't making deals and Green Bay is like not Tom a free Brady. agency destination. No, and so Tom you're Brady. Not, you're, not, you're not getting anything for anybody to go, okay, the money's the same, and I'm going to go to Miami, exactly. Arizona, L.A., or Green Bay. Exactly. So how much, going to Green Bay. how much reconstruction are you able to do? Because you know Tom Brady has facilitated behind the scenes – Yes, I'm going to get paid, but a lot of it's going to be in incentive deals. That's not how Aaron Rodgers' deal is constructed. No. It's and very he, different. They, they, and he knows that. Aaron Rodgers had to go through this crappy roster for all these years knowing that it's all on him. I, I ain't mad at Aaron Rodgers for getting his money. Get it, no. And put some incentives in there, too. It's, it's kind of like he's seen this from a day-to-day basis. He knows how good he's been and how hard it's been to be as good as they've been. They've missed their window. That, they, yeah. they've missed it. No, that doesn't mean that they can't make a couple tweaks and go on a run. Because they sure. can. With that quarterback, you can absolutely do it. But they have missed their window to be a dynasty. Yes. They, that window is gone. It's closed. It's not coming back with Aaron Rodgers. And it's just because of his age and the contract situation. It's tough to compare them to New England because a lot of the same things have happened in New England. The difference is, is the coaching and the system that they play – and a little bit of Brady's being able to restructure the contract. But we've seen the dismantling of a lot of the, particularly on the defensive side of the ball over the last five or six years, of the Patriots on that side. But Tom Brady's been able to remain healthy, yep. which again, I don't think Rodgers is healthy right now. No. I know he's playing the season, but he's hurt. Yeah. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I wish, if I was Green Bay, I would shut him down now. They won't. Over. I know they won't, they won't but, but, if, but I, if I was them and your most valuable player and you're out of the playoffs, I'm sitting him now. And it's, so it's tough to compare because I think it's tough to compare anybody to the Patriots. For the sure. Patriots have been able to do over because the of Belichick. Time. Belichick has yeah. total control. Belichick yes. builds the roster and image. His and image. Nick well. Saban at Alabama. Do they yes. have phenomenal players? Yes. They have phenomenal players that fit what he wants yes. to do. Yes. So if somebody gets hurt, they put the exact same body yeah. type in there. That's another four or five star recruit that's been sitting behind this dude. That's why they never have a drop off. Yeah. The Patriots do the point. same thing. They take. Jamie Collins of the world is an athletic freak, and they put him there. And they get two years out of him, and they trade him before they got to pay him, and they get somebody else, and it fits right into that mold. They have the guys that fit what they want to do, and it works because Belichick has total control. Mike McCarthy did not have that luxury no, of a great roster and building total guys. Control. No, he didn't have any of that, and it was it's hard to win like that. Yeah, I just think it's it's interesting because Jamie and I have talked about this off the podcast that – that when you're having this greatest of all time conversation, okay, there's lots of it, whether it's Michael Jordan and LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, it seems like LeBron, Kobe, Michael, Tom, every misstep that they have, that what they don't live up to these very high expectations, if LeBron misses a free throw, he's no longer the GOAT. Literally, that's how on a day to day basis. If Kobe did something, if Michael did something, if it's, that's how it is. And Aaron Rodgers has this built in excuse factor that I think is very interesting because it's not usually when you want to be in that conversation, you're in an NBC commercial talking about the goat with guy a guy who's won way more rings than you have, and he has this built in excuse factor. And Colin Coward's the one who brought it up the other day, so I have to give him credit. But I think it's very interesting because across sports. Not just in the NFL, not just in the NBA. If you want to be in that go conversation, you have to overcome these things: bad rosters, bad coaches, whatever. And it's interesting that Aaron Rodgers gets away with it because I he think has- he has. Yeah. You just went through McCarthy's record. 
this roster was not that good in 2010. Yeah, they were a wild card team, sure. got lucky, and got hot. But he hasn't been – but that's my point. Has he, though? Because Brady's been to seven Super Bowls. You want to put him in the same conversation? No, no, you, He's been to one. The only way you can do that is the greatest of all time, the most talented of all time. Yes, and the that's – The greatest of all time. Aaron Rodgers is not even in the – he's not in the Brett Favre category. I agree. So – the longevity, the numbers, you damn sure ain't in Montana Brady territory. No, I the agree. Most talented of all time, the dude spins it better than anybody's ever thrown sure. football. So you can have that conversation. But those, like we talked about this, they're two, two separate, very different conversations. It's the right? same conversation how I always say Michael Jordan, and LeBron James. I think LeBron James is the most talented basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time. Right. I mean, LeBron James is a bigger, better athlete, yeah. more freak of a specimen, sure. well-rounded, does everything for sure. Mentally, Tom Brady and Michael Jordan have something that Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James do not. That's the difference to me. It's a great point. That's the, that's the difference between what the greatest is and what ta- and what talent wise is. Because talent wise, Aaron Rodgers blows Tom Brady out of the water. It's not, close. Yeah. it's not close. It's not even a conversation, which Patriots fans lose their minds about. But guys, please look at what Tom Brady looks like off the field. He's a dad bod. If you literally went walking to the around. combine right now. <laughs> Thank you. And you put a bunch of these <laughs> yes. dudes in a room and they all ran the same drills and we're going to rank them. Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay would be going nuts going, dude, Tom Brady's like the eighth best player playing right now that's on exactly, how he throws it. That's right. exactly right. And they'll go, nobody spins it like Rodgers. But there's intangibles. Yeah. There's other things that go into it. There's so many things. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, who are two of the best that I've ever seen play. Nobody threw an uglier ball than Peyton Manning Thank in you. their life to be one of the greatest <laughs> of all time. Nobody has completed more ducks ever. <laughs> Than and True. you know how much I love and respect I have. For sure. But had outworked and outsmarted everybody. But who does, who, does do, who does more work Tuesday through Saturday? Nobody. That's, that's, that's a very good point. That's exactly – that is the difference, I think, when you're talking about it. I think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback I've ever watched play. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, that's why you go back to – Greatest of all time, yeah. And most talented of all time, yeah. Talents of all time, you have the Dan Marinos. I always throw Jeff George in there because if you're throwing football, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Those guys don't have rings. Aaron's got one, so he's, he could put him in the greatest of all time category. He's just down the list a little farther. Yeah. The I, longevity, I, you can't put into Favre yet because Favre's longevity was ridiculous. Yep. And the best. And to me, Drew Brees. I thank you. Is is way above Aaron Rodgers. I longevity think. numbers, Super Bowl like it's. I still think we don't give Drew Brees enough. Not even. Thank well, you. Like he doesn't Thank even come you. up in this not conversation. Even Which is amazing because he's still playing right now. That's why I think it's not he's, like it's right, easy right to there's the MVP still. I know. Right? Oh, Maybe like, win it the only, the game on Thursday night. And the, only, and the only reason he's in New Orleans is because there's another Hall of Fame quarterback that happened to get drafted in San Diego at the time. Right. That's the only thing. He got hurt. Who's another one of those. <laughs> he got hurt. Hit the ugliest throw motion ever, yeah. but maybe the quickest release of all time. Yeah. yeah. You got to put him in the most talented booth because of the Tuesday sure. through Saturday stuff and the numbers he's put up. Yeah. No. He, can, he can start his own football team soon. <laughs> Ninth kid on the way. He got five on five on a half court right now. Yeah. He puts his wife in there and they're sitting right. up the whole, offense, the whole offense side. The whole offensive side of the ball. Uh, all right, let's talk about some injuries from a fantasy perspective because there's been quite a few. Uh, you hate to see Emmanuel Sanders go down in practice with a leg injury, gets taken off. You won't see him the rest of the season. That's a tough one. Um, let's start there with the two wide receivers because A.J. Green, Emmanuel Sanders, you're not going to have those guys. And it's impossible, really, especially I have A.J. Green. You're not going to replace his numbers. No. If, luckily for me, I picked somebody up a few weeks ago when he initially got injured because it's been lingering for the last five weeks, basically. But – at this point, you're not going to pick up A.J. Green numbers. I'll, I'll let Jamie run with this. But, I mean, A.J. Green was that guy coming back that could win you your fantasy league yep. and now it goes out on one play and yeah. you might not be able to replace anywhere close to that. No, no. 
You know, um, Emmanuel Sanders for me was a guy that was, I was switching in and out with T.Y. Hilton, depending on the yep. week and that kind of stuff. And he wasn't even like a wide receiver two every week. He was maybe a flex sometimes, but it's still going to hurt. It's going to yeah, really hurt. Sure. It's going to hurt them big time. Yeah. So breaking him down a little bit differently there, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. So Cortland Sutton's value goes way up. I think Cortland Sutton. Sure. Got, well, I think yeah. you put Cortland Sutton right where you were putting Sanders. Where yeah. some weeks he's a wide receiver two, sometimes he's a, he's a high flex to play. But they love him in the red zone. So they now do. I think he gets even more targets I think, there. I think Deshaun Hamilton is now at least on your radar, should be worthy of, I don't know if I'm starting him, but you might want to pick him up and just kind of see what his connection is. Uh, Case Keenum had a funny line about uh, they were hanging out together, and he says, oh, yeah, we're starting to get to know each other, but we get separate bills because it's still early uh, in our relationship. <laughs> but uh, So we'll see how, how he plays. In Cincinnati, you know who you, you're starting, Tyler Boyd. I think John Ross has – Boomer bust value. He's been catching touchdowns when Adrian Green's out, but that's really all he's been but doing. Andy Dalton's gone now, and I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, you're hoping for a touchdown. This is the Mike Williams. I, I think Mixon's value's gone down as it should have gone up. Yeah, I just he, don't think they're, they're going to be very good. So he, I don't know how many touches he's going to get. They're not using him much. They're going to get blown out, and he's like you, yeah. we've talked about for a month. Why don't they throw it to him more? I don't know. I don't know. Gio Bernard's in there, like getting these catches when Nixon should be having these monster games. You throw four or five catches his way, his numbers should be great. I just know. I look at their, I look at that team, and I go, okay, well, they're down a touchdown or two in almost every game, and then they stop running the football. And Joe Mixon's relevant. And he's having like he had like seven carries for fifty-five yards. Yeah, I mean, ended up with twelve carries. They were getting doors blown off again. Yeah, I mean, you should. He he should have high value when he's been great and this team was looking good and Andy Dalton was playing. He looked like a top running back in the league, yeah. but they're going to be losing. They're fourteen point underdogs this week, and they I mean, just don't use him much in the second half, like yeah. just at all. Like yeah. I, I understand you're not going to pound the rock when you're down twenty one points, but they're just not using him. Period. No, no. and that's he's on the field and, and he can no. catch, which is yeah. and is you know crazy explosive when he's in space. The yeah. one that's killing me is James. Is Conner. the guy that's going to potentially win me two leagues? Or now he's going to be really tough to replace. And he hadn't been great for three weeks anyway. Yeah. But James Conner went out for the Steelers. And, I, you know, they went on that five- or six-week run. They were running the crap out of it. Before that, they were throwing it a ton. And they were hit or miss. Since then, they've been throwing it a ton and they're hit or miss. Yes. They lost some games. They were ready to go back to that, I think, to finish this season up, especially with the Raiders. They're going to have I me. Mean, I think I think Samuel steps in and is big. If you could have picked him up. I got him in one, just kind of took a flyer. I actually got him in two leagues. But it's – he th- I saw you, this. Now you really don't know because James Conner, it's the Steelers' back. It's Le'Veon Bell. He's the workhorse. He's getting five, six catches a week. He's getting 15, 20 carries a week. How long do you guys think he's going to be out here? Because I think that, that matters in this I, conversation. I think it's, it's going to be more than one week. I if agree. they could beat the Chargers, more than now. Okay. They're desperate. Yeah. They might not win their division. Yeah. But they could go from, we were thinking, the one or two seed. They were right there with Kansas City and New England to now they're – could be a wild card to win their division. They're the four seed. Yeah, it's a contusion, so it's a pain. It's a pain issue. Okay. We all know how freaking tough he is. I mean, dude, yeah, no, cancer to have the. You know, I mean, yeah. it's no. This kid's gonna play. But it's when a, it's a swelling when thing. So when you have a contusion that's swollen and black and blue, and you're playing with a soccer shin guard, and you're all, it's just different, right? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely you, he's definitely out this week. I yeah. think he might be. I might be two when he comes back. So I mean, we might have him for like the fantasy finals. Yeah, but yeah. then what? Like, who are they playing and what? Yeah, and how her, and how much pain is he in still, and how, how many, many carries, carries is he going to have? How good does Samuel's do in the meantime? Was probably a lot fresher. Yeah. James Conner looked tired to me for the last couple of weeks, yeah. anyway, which is understandable. Yes, absolutely. Kind of workload, right? absolutely. And he's who knows where his body is. I mean, his yeah. cancer was two years ago. Yeah, know? I mean, this is people forget that. I mean, the story is unbelievable. No, but that one no. was like the fantasy come out of nowhere. Jamie and I called in the preseason, fought over him in our league, and Jamie yeah. took him. I got him in the other two. Yeah, he's been the MVP for me for the year. He's been awesome. 
No, it's important as somebody who watched their brother go through cancer, you guys have to understand that when chemotherapy is literally poison, like it's poison yeah, that's yes. put into your body. It's killing you to save. Yes. And it, and it takes years for it to be completely out of your body and your system. And so that goes back to the other point, though. If he sits for two weeks and the contusion's gone, he might see what he's, you saw six, seven weeks ago. From For he sure. Might feel that, like, he might feel like a million bucks. That's, that's what right. I think. And the students might have to consider that too because they have, again, I know we care about fantasy. They care about Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? And they, they and got, they got gonna, the Raiders this week. Yeah. But they never play good, but they're going to win. And they're not winning the Super Bowl without James Conner. No, they need it's him healthy. Happen. 100%. So, uh, James Samuels, yeah, he's the, he, I'm sure he was with like the second or third most picked up player this week. You're probably starting him. Uh, if you're in a Yahoo League and you didn't notice this, he's actually tight end eligible. In Yahoo League. I saw that. It's I don't know why. It's tight end. And I was like, why is that designation on there? Because I think the North Carolina up, State. I, 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 I'm glad I, you said that because I wanted to ask. I thought it was a typo. So I, you could I, actually put him in a tight yep. end? So in, in the, the TV fantasy league that we were in, uh, I have him starting at my tight end spot. That is yeah, a you cheat. got him. That is I, a cheat. I damn sure put my claim that on him. That is a cheat code. Um, so just something to be aware of if you're in Yahoo League or you're playing against somebody. That's that got to be a mistake. play them in a tight end spot is, this week. If you could put him in. Oh, hell yeah. That's a great, that's a great insider right information. Now, they show it 40 plus times. He's oh. getting seven or eight catches. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's I, think, I think Ridley will get some carries, yeah. but he's they like him. You heard Mike Tomlin's voice talking about the running backs the other day. Yeah. Ridley was kind of like, eh. we started talking about Samuels. He look, he's been good for the last month. Anyway, yeah, yeah. you could tell like, no, for he sure, he wasn't very coy on what he was trying to get accomplished. There. Yeah, I think James Conner sits for two weeks. Yeah. I think that's what happens, and I think it's because they need to make sure that he's one hundred percent healthy, like Jamie said, and they they care about the Super Bowl. They don't give a crap about your fantasy team. So this is going that like. Players don't care. Coaches don't care. They want to sit him. The interesting point that I wanted to bring up I earlier. I see him not making this trip, by the way. Oh, yeah. Don't put him on a plane no. for five, six why? hours. Are you kidding? and whatever else. No, I can no, see no, him no. dressing next week, maybe getting a couple carries, getting 10 or 12 plays just to try to work. Because it's contusions. you got to get that blood out of there, right? For there. sure. So I can see that. And then the next week, maybe he's fresh. I'd, I'd sit him for two and get him as fresh as possible. You're going to make the playoffs by all – Accounts, you're just yeah. not going to be where you were, yeah. you know, and you're and definitely. You're probably, I mean, probably going to win your division. Yeah, so, probably. It's yeah. close, but Ben needs to go to KC this week. Yeah, we'll, right. Ben needs to stop forcing the ball to Antonio Brown, and because his interception ratio is much higher. Ben hasn't played that well the last couple weeks. Well, he's thro- forcing the ball to Antonio Brown again. That's what, that's what happens. I can't remember who brought it up, but I saw the statistic and I was like, whoa. You need to stop forcing the ball to Antonio Brown. Well, Dad brought it up a couple weeks ago on the show. Yeah, and, and like in week one, he brought it up. When they yep. played the they played the Browns, and then Sunday Night Football had the stat on there when he throws yes, to him compared to Juju. Yeah, Juju's numbers were spectacular because Antonio like, no, Brown has double coverage almost yeah. all the time, and had a huge night the other night. Huge, absolutely. But, but he forced the ball to him a couple of times where you're going, dude. There's three guys there. What are you doing? Before we get off the James Conner point, I want to bring this up because this is this is important. If you if you missed out this year, you need to remember this next year. When you get to late in the season and you can afford to have some bench spots. You need to remember to handcuff your guys. Yes. Because right now, Melvin Gordon, yep. Kareem Hunt, and James Conner owners Fournette, are sitting there. Yeldon all year. Are sitting there you'd saying. Be, you'd be sitting pretty. Like yeah. I had Yeldon, but they were both hurt, and I dropped him, and I lost my handcuff, and but it hurt. But even at the last like couple weeks of the season, if you're a Todd Gurley owner, you need Malcolm Brown on your roster. Go get yeah. him. Like you need to sit because if you lose one of those players, that could be yeah, your you're, season. You're past all your buys. Yeah. So your bench can be what it is. And it's, have, it's an in case shit happens. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know that. Your, your bench heading into the fantasy plus, assuming you don't need certain guys to like, I've like so many injuries or whatever. You need to have handcuffs. You need to have defensive matchups for the playoffs, and you need to have quarterback matchups for the playoffs unless you have an elite option. 
Yeah. Sure, if you have Patrick Mahomes right now, you don't need to pick up second quarterback. <laughs> yeah. But if you're someone like, like to me, I'm going to go between Trubisky and Wilson. Yeah. Down the stretch. It's I got Aaron Rodgers and I picked up Matt Ryan last week yeah. just yeah. in case because I am not liking the fact that they might shut him down. He hasn't been very good anyway. Yeah. They, I'm telling like, you, I could see him shutting him down yeah. Yeah. very, I, very soon. Jacksonville's defense and Dallas's defense. Like, I'm going to, you know, I mean, it, you need to start thinking about that a week before everybody else starts thinking about that. Yeah. Because, like I said, I'm, I'm going to go and pick up Malcolm Brown in one league just in case. I don't have Todd Gurley, but ju- I, I'm, I'm going to use a bench spot on Willie Sneed. Well, this needs not going to start for me in the postseason. Yeah, no, right. no. So you have to realize who has a chance to actually start for you and then make sure you're using your bench. Well, that's another guy we didn't talk about was Brita, who's been yeah. really good for a lot of people yeah. when he's been healthy here and there, is now out. Yeah. I mean, those guys, all that's where you you know set your lineup yeah. and then look at your bench, add an extra defense, yeah. add a quarterback if you have to, throw some handcuffs in there. And ha- add high upside guys. Yeah. Like to me, I, I dropped, I for example, I dropped Willie C to pick up Antonio Callaway. I don't think I'm going to start Antonio, Antonio Callaway at any point in the postseason, but if I had to, if some, some crazy circumstance happens, who's the person that gives me the best chance to win a matchup? Okay. Where's the high upside? Yeah. Callaway. For you sure. have to start thinking about that because your bench is extremely important this time of year. Yeah, these are very good points. All right, let's preview uh, Thursday Night Football. Jacksonville, Tennessee. Tennessee is the home Why team. do we get this game on Thursday night every year? I don't Why? know. Why? Uh, this game is always the worst Thursday Night Football game of the year. Because Teal year. looks so good against Powder Blue and Color Rush. <laughs> <laughs> or was the they must, go, the then they go mustard all mustard yeah. yeah, the mustard yeah. versus teal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. Like no, it's uh, this game should not be on Thursday night football. But listen, uh, Tennessee has been interesting. They've tried to keep it interesting. They've done a hell of a job. They have They'll still be five hundred. This team is not that no, good. No. no, this team is not that good. And Jacksonville is probably when we when we wrap up this season and we talk about the disappointing teams of the year. The Green Bay Packers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is way ahead of Green Bay. I agree. I agree. We get to that Tony Romo picked that as the Super Bowl. So you want to talk about being wrong. That's about as wrong as you could be at this at this stage of the game. What does Tony two, Romo know about the Super Bowl? That, that, that might lead the show today. That's a, uh, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, let's talk about Jacksonville, Tennessee. What do you guys see yeah. happening in this game? Uh, I have a feeling that Jake might like one team for a lock. I'm going to throw out a Thursday night freebie lock. Love it. Holiday I, I've got the people. Titans winning 24-21, but as I don't look at the lines and you guys told me what it was before we went on the show, it's Tennessee minus five. Five and a half. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got them winning, but this is going to be a really close game. Fournette back, fresh again because of the suspension. Jacksonville's defense shut down Indianapolis, who had been red hot. Yes. Yeah, that game. Yeah. I mean, Indy moved the ball a little bit, but they couldn't score. And then it was they, they were losing by – No, that was the team – that was the defense we expected to see yeah. all season long. It pops so, up every once in a while. Yeah. If, if they weren't on the road on Thursday night, if this was Sunday, I think I might pick Jacksonville to win this game. I've got them getting in, and I don't think Tennessee covers. Like Tennessee wins by a field goal, but I think it's a close, ugly – if you like football, not that boring because I think you'll see some really good defensive plays. It'll be a hard-hitting divisional game in yep. December. Like that stuff to me is fun on natural grass at night. I love watching those, but I can't see Tennessee winning by more than definitely not more than by five and a half. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I, agree. I can't make that make sense. Yeah, no, no, I agree as well. I think the Titans win this game, but they don't cover. I think it's going to be a close, low-scoring game. Two teams that can play really solid defense. Two teams that, you know. That are pretty good in the red zone too, and I think we, we keep talking about why the Titans are hanging around. 
all the time. And the, they're just a fundamentally sound team. Yeah. They are good offensively in the red zone. They're not really good offensively anywhere it's else. the one time that a New England GM and a New England coach are starting to work. They're yes. starting to have that feel of New England where they don't make a ton of mistakes. Yeah. They don't turn it over. They run it enough. Mm-hmm. They have a guy like Corey Davis who's been making big plays for yes. them. And defensively, they're, they're really solid. freaking stingy. They're really solid. They're not flashy defensively. That's why they don't get the, as much attention. But they're extremely solid defensively. It is really difficult to score on them inside the 20. It is really tough. And they, and they execute in the red zone and they don't turn the ball over. And that's how teams that don't have an elite talent roster can hang around 500. You're seeing Denver do that a little bit this year now that they actually have a competent quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that that's the formula. If you don't have the superstar players, that's the formula. You're going to be successful. in a lot of games, and you could win some close Absolutely. games making some plays, and they've done that. I just think, look, I, I think that I think Corey Davis could have a big game here. Uh, I think there's a chance, you know, Deion Lewis might, might go off a little bit, but... To me, I don't think this is a huge fantasy game for anybody. You're starting Fournette, obviously. I think Fournette has a, has a pretty big night. You're starting – Because, yeah. like, they're not leading on Bortles at all. No. Kessler's the quarterback. Yes. Fournette's getting 25 carries. Yes. No. So, for Fournette, I think T.J. Yeldon actually can have a pretty decent game if you're desperate. Yeah, I think he'll yeah. get some uh, catches, yeah. In, yeah. In, in a flex spot. You know, you're starting Davis. You're starting Lewis. I think if you're desperate, Derrick Henry might get might fall into the end zone. That, that's, what, that's who you're playing in this game. And I think both defenses are actually – in consideration to be starting caliber for you. For sure. They're definitely probably close to the top half, if not the top half. Uh, guys, any parting thoughts on today's pod? A lot of fun. Yeah. I love when we get to talking about what's next. The, the postseason pods are more yeah, fun. We're of talking course. About this coaching is coaching changes and craziness in the draft. Yeah, this, right, is, this is the when college football season, regular season ends. And it's all NFL. It's this is the prime time if you're an NFL. Also, fan. I also love where we're at. We're in December. Divisional yes. matchups. It's snowing. It's windy. It's cold. The game is completely different than it was in October oh, and September. Yeah. You know, those first eight weeks of the season, you got to be able to run it. You got to play that sound defense. Jamie's talking about. You're on grass, and a lot of these fields are torn up. The kicking game has been crazy this yeah, year, and it's going to be more crazy. more it's important. Been, yeah, these extra points, extra points, field nuts. goals. I mean, that's, but it's football. It's where we're at right now. It's where I love the fact the NFL wanted more high-scoring games and more offense. But you know what? It doesn't matter in New York and Washington and Chicago and Green Bay. This time of year, the weather is going to take care of a lot of that for you. And you got to go back to hitting people in the mouth, stopping the run, run the ball. That part of it I just, I just love. I know the NFL wants the high-scoring games, but, man, I love watching some good defense. That's I, It's because where I grew up, but there's a lot of people that are like me. You grew up watching a good defense, and you like watching it, and I like the smash-mouth football. So I'm excited. That's what December brings. That's, that's what, I like that's good what, football. I think same. that's the difference. There's a difference between good defense and bad offense. Agreed. I like to see like, – I think this Rams-Bears game is going to be a great example of, yes. of a team that – you have a great defense, and the Rams have a good offense. The Rams are going to score points. The Rams could score 28 on Chicago, 31 on Chicago. That doesn't mean that Chicago played bad. How many times does Khalil Mack get to Jared Goff? Bingo. Go back to the Rams-Chiefs game, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody has a high-flying, greatest shootout of all time. Those three major defensive plays in that game, Rich, doesn't come out anywhere near with that kind of finish, right? And the Chiefs' defense is not the Bears' defense. Oh, God. Nothing is the Bears' defense right now. Sorry. And and it's in the cold, and it's at home, and it's prime time. So it's going to be a fun one. I'm, I'm excited for this weekend uh, of football. Jamie, how can everybody follow you on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at JME Eisner on Instagram. Jake? Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. The other thing I'm excited about is we thought these playoff settings or you know placements were going to be done a month ago. Oh, They're not even all close. up for grabs now. Yeah. First place, second place seeds. Like everybody, I'm glad everybody's going to play week 15, week 16, it looks like. Maybe not 17, 
But week 15, week 16, still going to have all these big-time teams fighting for that playoffs. Oh, that I'm excited about. A lot of teams fighting. The Vikings-Seahawks game this week. Huge. Two teams fighting for playoff spots. The Rams might end up being the only team that ends. You have to really worry about the wrestling guys. Yeah, because they the clinched Chiefs, already. Because the Chiefs are there. The Chargers are hanging around. Yeah. And they're going to hang around for a while. I don't think they're going to get that till week 17. So your yeah. fantasy Super Bowl is done. Good, good. Yeah. Well, yeah, good for good for fantasy owners because when teams have to play their best players, that's a good thing for you. Uh, guys, you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye on Twitter and Instagram, and you should follow at TD Fantasy underscore on both Twitter and Instagram as well. What's up, TD Fantasy listeners? Jake Arians here. Not only am I one of your co-hosts on the podcast of TD Fantasy, I'm also very privileged and proud to be the president of the Arians Family Foundation, the foundation that we started to honor my mom and the work that she's done uh, for underprivileged kids uh, throughout her entire life. So for more information, go to ariansfamilyfoundation.com, at ariansff on all your social media outlets. As usual, our guest every week, we have former head coach Bruce Arians on. Coach, first and foremost, how you doing? Doing fantastic. How's everybody? I think I think we're pretty good. No, Nobody's complaining over here, at least not yet. So that's that's a good thing. But we, we want to discuss with you something that happened this past week with a head coach in the NFL that hasn't happened since 1970. So a, a coach that's won a Super Bowl and had success like Mike McCarthy, it's unprecedented for that to happen, for him to get fired in the middle of the year. And listen, there's been plenty of NFL coaches who have spoken out already and said they are not in favor of this, Mike Zimmer, Sean Payton. So what are your thoughts as a former coach to see a guy like Mike McCarthy who has so much respect get fired in the middle of the season? Yeah, I think it's awful, uh, unless it was Mike's decision. Uh, which I don't think it was. And uh, I just I just can't believe that everything he's done for the Green Bay Packers, that they would they would give up that fast. So Aaron Rodgers' future, I mean, the pressure's got to be immense. This roster sucks without him. I, I just said it wouldn't surprise me if they traded him other than the new brass would have bullets flying through their windows. I mean, what do you see from Aaron Rodgers moving forward? I mean, they don't have that many pieces there for a new coach to really come in and make this thing – that exciting to want to take. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, everything that they're talking about is 2020 and they got the two first round picks and 50 million under the cap. And, uh, but it all sounds like a rebuild, which he doesn't want any parts of. And I don't know how much time he's got left to go through one of those. Do you think they could trade him? No, I, I, like you said, I think the fans would just go crazy if they traded away Aaron Rodgers. Makes a lot of football sense though, doesn't it? Well, it depends what's behind door number two. You got to have a quarterback. This draft doesn't look to be like one that's the last couple who's got some stars in it, uh, who could actually play as rookies. And uh, you know, Deshaun Kaiser, he being his third year, he should have gotten better. That door sucks. Yeah. yeah so that, you know, that's that's trouble selling tickets. But, Coach, Aaron Rodgers, it's speculated that obviously Mike McCarthy's out because he's not what Aaron Rodgers wants there. So when you talk about pressure on a quarterback, there's already pressure on him and expectations because of who he is and where he plays. What are the expectations going to be like for him now that he's basically being reported that he's going to be part of this hand-picking of a head coach? Yeah, I, I, I find that very, very disturbing that, that players can fire coaches and hire the new ones. Um, you know, it should be should be the general manager and, and the owner's job to to fit the right person into that system, not the quarterback. Coach, sticking with Green Bay for one more question. 
Uh, your name has popped up again. Uh, there was an article written in the local paper here in Arizona that says, please, Bruce Arians, come out of retirement and coach the Green Bay Packers. Uh, is that something that you have any interest in? It's too early to tell. What are your thoughts on, on the people that are asking you to go coach Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, I was I was quoted that I had no interest in the Packers. And uh, right now, I, I still share that. I, I just The only job I'd consider still is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, there are a lot of intriguing things uh, as far as uh, matching up with a guy like Aaron Rodgers and, and making a run, but um, it's too early to tell. What makes Cleveland that job, though, to follow up with you? Because what's what makes Cleveland the only job that that would make you come out then? The fans. I, I just that those that fan base is, has got to be the best in the league. I mean, it's easy to root for winners, but when you fill the stadium every week and don't win a you know, what, one in forty six or whatever. Uh, that, those are great fans, and, and they deserve they deserve a shot at a winner. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with you on that. Uh, let's talk about some winners. Uh, two football teams that are winning a lot of football games: the best offense in the league and the best defense in the league. That is the Rams and the Bears matching up on Sunday Night Football. Curious to hear your thoughts. What do you think expectations are for this game? Uh, the Rams going to play in a cold weather environment on prime time in Chicago. Well, yeah, I think that that elements are going to have a, a part of this game. You know, with as much snow and this stuff, it looks like could be in the area. Um, I hate for it to ruin the game. I hate when weather ruins a game, but uh, it should be a great game. Like you said, offense versus defense. Um, obviously, the Rams have to have a plan to handle Khalil Mack, uh, but they don't. They normally do a lot of max protection anyway. And uh, it should be a heck of a ball game. It's interesting to see if Mitch Trubisky comes back and is doesn't have and he doesn't have a lot of rust on him for being laid off. That's what I said. I just didn't think the Bears were quite in the league of the Rams yet. Go back to last week on Sunday Night Football, an historic loss by the Steelers. One they never lose in prime time at home, which they did. It was kind of an epic collapse. But two hundred zero and two, winning at fourteen points at the half, and they lose that game. You spent a lot of time there. Talk about what that could do. I mean, they've lost back-to-back games. Luckily, they get the Raiders this week, but that was a historic loss and a really big win for the Chargers. Oh, it's huge for the Chargers. That was a playoff game for the for the Los Angeles Chargers, and they got to be riding high now, still chasing Kansas City. But for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're right. I mean, it was an epic loss. I mean, uh, they're still on the – they're on the brink now of losing, losing out totally in the playoffs. I mean, they got some big games coming up with New England, I think the Saints. Um, that uh, Baltimore could pass them. Coach, a week ago, the Dallas Cowboys had one hell of a performance against a a great team, the New Orleans Saints. What do you make of that defense where it is right now and how Dak Prescott is playing since the addition of Amari Cooper? Well, I think, yeah, the defense played well. And it's just, it's a proven point that any given Sunday, anybody can win. You know, the Saints were the hottest team in the league and and they went in on the road and, and couldn't beat the Dallas Cowboys, who are now hot. And uh, and rightfully so, Dak's playing extremely well. Uh, Mark Cooper has given them a chance to to break games open at the wide receiver position, and it just helps Ezekiel Elliott uh, when the field is spread more. So yeah, I think the defense of the Cowboys, um, if they get Sean Lee back, I don't even know where he's going to play because those young linebackers are playing lights out. That's what I said. I mean, this defense has played that good without Sean Lee. I mean, you add if if it's just depth. I mean, this defense has always been really good with him and sucks without him. So it's the fact that they're playing that good without him has been something else. Go back to this Chargers team again. You've got them this week at home with the Bengals coming and a beat up Bengals team that's really doesn't have a lot going on. 
Uh, talk about what you've seen from the Chargers. I mean, Derwin James looks like, to me, Troy Palomalo and Ed Reed mixed together, but he's bigger than both. He's like Cam Chancellor size, but plays like those guys. Joey Bosa is now back. Uh, what have you seen getting ready for this game? Yeah, I thought that when they got Joey Bosa back that they were going to be one of the most dangerous teams heading into the playoffs. And they've proven last week they go in on the road. So I don't, I don't, I don't see that if they're a wild card team, watch out because they can beat anybody on the road the way Phillip Rivers is playing. But like you said, the defense and, and you're right, James is, I mean, he's a freak of nature as a safety because he's really a linebacker, a corner and a safety all in one. He, he's a really great young player. You mentioned a guy I want to have a follow-up question on that I don't think gets anywhere near enough credit for his career or his competitive nature, and that's Phillip Rivers. To me, it doesn't matter where they play, who they play. That dude's going to fight you till the till the last whistle blows, and he's going to say shucks and darn and heck and shake you. you talk crap without cussing and help you up off the ground. It's, talk about your opinion of him and his career and their chances with him moving forward. Well, I, uh, to me, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. Um, to 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 commute an hour and a half uh, to go to to work every day. I don't have His commitment is unbelievable, and uh, he's playing better, and he looks younger. I mean, he looks fantastic. This is the first off season he was healthy in a long time, no operations, and it it really showing up this year. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's the ultimate competitor. Love God, him. I used to hate him, and now I respect him so much. <laughs> you love, really love watching him play. Uh, let's talk about Monday Night Football. These are two teams that are trying to keep pace, make the playoffs, potentially be wild card uh, teams, and that is the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks. Minnesota struggled last week on the road at New England. They're on the road again in Seattle. You have a lot of familiarity with going into Seattle and a lot of success there. So what is it going to take from the Minnesota Vikings to go into Seattle and beat this team in a really is kind of a must-win game for Minnesota? Well, they better listen to Mike Zimmer and run the ball. Because if you go into, into Minnesota, I mean in Seattle, and try to throw it all over the place, um, they're going to get killed. The crowd noise, that place is unbelievable. Uh, the Seahawks are playing really good defense again. Um, they're bought in. Uh, got each other's back. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson, especially up there. But uh, the Minnesota Vikings are going to have to run the football effectively to even have a chance up there. Coach, enjoy uh, watching the L.A. Chargers up close. I think that's going to be a hell of a game for you to watch and for you to call. Uh, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. Uh, looking forward to it. Have a great weekend, guys. You too. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.